Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of British Murders. This is a very special episode. I not just have one guest on this episode, I have two guests. One of them is, like me, a well-respected podcaster, a professional with a good setup. He's a hard worker. And uh, the other one is my mate, Dav. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, please. Yeah, I appreciate it. Oh, God. So we've got on John here from formerly the Dumb Found Dead podcast and now Reddit on Wiki. Welcome to the show, John. What's going on, Stuart? And I, I don't know about the... I respect the whole hardworking part. I get that. I'm, I'm mostly a jobber. A wrestling uh, over there. <laughs> but but yeah, yes. John's a jobber. Uh, Professional-wise, I don't know about that. <laughs> You're professional, man. Look at your setup. It's great. It's John's just a got, setup. Everything else is a facade. He's got it's his gaming great. chair. Uh, he's got his show. Microf- what mic you rocking? Yeah, mixed <laughs> board. <laughs> what mic you rocking there, John? I am rocking a Shure MV7. Okay. <sighs> Not a step up to your SM7B right there, but, you know, yeah. close enough. It's uh, Don't be fooled by the good equipment. <laughs> <laughs> Same here, same here, my man. <laughs> it's it's so funny how self-deprecating we are when like we have fans that are like, "Oh, you show's so good and professional," and you're like, "If you could see what went into it, <laughs> exactly, you won't be saying that." So, my other guest is my mate Ben Davis. Don't call him Benjamin because it's not Benjamin. Yeah, it's, it's not ben. Yeah, it's but definitely. we'll be calling him Dav Dav for the duration of this because that's just what I've known him as for 28 years. That I've known him. Welcome to the show, Dav. Well, thank thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I really do. You're welcome. So Big let's fan. talk. Yeah, let's put you to the side again while I talk to John, someone who I respect. And <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Blues. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> I only brought you on to abuse you. That's ah, all right. Yeah, keep going. So let's talk first, John. Let's talk about your history in podcasting. The first one you did with your buddy Patrick. That was the dumbfound dead, recently deceased. The podcast that is R.I.P. And now you do Reddit on Wiki with yes. your dudes, Sean and Josh. Yes, sir. So what's the story there? How did you meet? How did we meet? So we, I met Josh because he invited us when I initially had them found dead. And then I did a, a, a one episode with him. And it's now a joke that I am actually his official co-host because I have now done six episodes with him with 20 of his, oh, he only has 20 episodes out and six of them I'm, I'm in. And I, also, I met Sean because I was a, we were both nominated into an Asian podcast awards and we were both finalists for the comedy podcast category. And we kind of connected. I listened to his show, became a guest and, you know, kind of just felt the vibe. Uh, like myself, Sean is also a big wrestling fan. So that's another huge comment nice. thing that we have going on. Did you win the award? We got second place. So that, that. That's comes right of, after okay. first <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> so if the first place person ever gets disqualified will be the one that yeah. gets honored for that by, so by default okay. yeah so was was josh the dude whose podcast you were on when they were talking about uh hitler yes that's yeah. his, his podcast actually let's start a cult and that's uh, he it does, yeah yeah he does a lot of awesome uh history stuff re- pertaining to cults and for some reason he always brings me back when when nazi germany is involved i don't know why <laughs> But it's just, <laughs> hey, bring the brown person here and let's, let's, let's make something work. Apparently, oh, I have a lot of yeah. Hitler jokes. I don't know why. I don't really say them, but, you know, I just, yeah. he just chooses to have me there. Well, John's the king of the pun. So maybe bring John for the, the Hitler puns. I don't know if you have any offhand right now. N- not right now. I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> let's not go there. Let's yeah. not go there. 
I may have so, nine or ten. Yeah, that's a good amount. It's a good amount. So what's the, the premise of this new show then? Is it, it From what I've seen, it's like you each take a topic each week and kind of search through Reddit and all these all this shit online that people are putting. Is that... Or have I yeah, got that completely wrong? <laughs> no, it's, pre- it's pretty much like that. So actually, it, it's funny because Reddit on Wiki is a parody of, of how... It, you're a podcaster. You know how Wikipedia is kind of demonized as a, hey, you shouldn't use that source. Mm-hmm. So we were but just like, you know what? You screw it, right? Uh, so we owned up to it. We're just like, yeah, let's use it as a primary source along with Reddit. And uh, Reddit on Wiki is actually a play on word. Read it. Read it. <laughs> so like, yeah. because we read it on Wiki. Mm-hmm. And then um, we, yeah, we just, uh, all of us have a responsibility each week that we take turns Picking a topic, a lot of times we don't know what we're going to talk about, so a lot of it's on the fly. Sean has a reputation of making us read erotic fan fictions, and it's, uh, it gets really <laughs> uncomfortable at times. There's actually uh, there's actually one where it, it involved John Cena and Randy Orton, and it, it got it got pretty out of hand really quick. <laughs> Jesus, that sounds sounds fun. Sounds, it, it's yeah. it was uncomfortably fun. <laughs> it's uncomfortable when you get a stiffer. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Out of nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) So, Dav, apart from my podcast, which you say you listen to, but you're about eight seasons behind. No, I've actually actually almost caught up. Have you? Yeah. yeah. Do you you listen to any other podcasts? Um, uh, I listen to Joe Rogan, but that's like the most like basic sort of answer you could actually commercial, non-indie supporting uh, prick stuff. You should know. You know, I listened to that for a little while. That was that's pretty good. I heard that one. To be fair, I like Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. In the past, he was really good, and then he's yeah, I think he's, he's he's gone a bit weird now. But you mm-hmm. know, we we won't go into that. He had Taker on there recently. Yep. Yeah, that was really really good. That, that was, was cool. really good. Yeah, that was cool. But Dav isn't a podcaster himself, are you? No, not at all. Dav, no. What what are you? What would you call yourself? I'm an IT support technician, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and a bit of a gamer, and I like a bit of sport, and I'm wrestling, obviously, you know, the wrestling's one of the big things. You could probably get into, like, editing people's shit. Uh, possibly, but I'm not creative at all, and you know that as well. I, you I'm say that now, I think that's where we all started. We, mm-hmm. we just kind of explored yeah. the creative side, and yeah. next thing you know, bam, we have full-on setups over here. Yeah, fact, we, don't, yeah. we don't know what we're doing. Really? Ah, yeah. yeah don't. Don't. <laughs> it makes me cringe when people like my most downloaded episode is my first ever episode, and I'm just like, dude, that was fucking eight months ago, and I recorded them all in advance. It was like 15 minutes. I didn't know what I was doing. I was so intense with it. I was just like, oh, just start from the most recent one, please. <laughs> I've, like, I've noticed. I, I honestly, as, as a as a fan of your your show now, actually, I, I generally. If I didn't like the show, I would tell you, and you'd probably know that as well. But yeah. I, I can see the the progression in your show as well as uh, you've got more natural with it as as you've gone mm-hmm. on. I've, I've found um, it's just it, you, you seem more at ease with yourself as well. Uh, the way you speak and the way you sort of like act around your guests as well when you have guests on as well. You've just, you've definitely changed. It's a comfort thing, mate. Like when you yeah. first start and no one's listening to it, you wanna you don't wanna ostracize people and, and watch what you say that's what you do because you think yeah. if i say this will someone get offended once you got a fan base and people like your stuff you just learn to not give a shit people get negative <laughs> comments whether All it's good time. or bad 
You know what I mean? Yeah. It's part yeah. of the part of the course. And you just learn to realize that negative comments are generally from people who have nothing going on themselves. They definitely don't have their own podcast. It's like that's, it's just you're... me in it, basically. <laughs> well, yeah, but you don't go around leaving snidey little comments no, on very, people's very things because yeah. yeah, no, you're no. living living rent free in someone's head. I get yeah, off that's on true. that. So one that. one star reviews are a badge of honors to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you know, you, the five stars is like, all right, cool, people like us, we like yeah. that. But when the haters show up, I'm like, okay. Now we're real podcasters. Yeah. If you got haters, man, you've made it. <laughs> you made it, exactly. Respect that. You, I do, do respect that. It. It's, it's funny because we're in a, John and I are in a podcast group with a bunch of other podcasters. And aside from John, me, I think Mike, and I don't know if Barry's in that group, but I'm spilling the lid there on the, on the secret groups. The rest of them, <laughs> the rest of them, it's all, it's all a bunch of females in there. And they they get some horrendous abuse, mate. I can imagine they do, yeah. It's, like, it's not good. Because 80% of my true crime audience is female. I assume it's the same with theirs as well. And I don't know if they're just hating or they're jealous or whatever, but some of them will get one star review. Why? Don't like your accent. Do people don't like mean. your guy's accent? Is it? Is it, a, is it oh, did people, you get like people love my accent, mate? I can imagine, yeah. Accent, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever comments about my accent because yeah. I'm kind is of American-ish. Is it a cultural thing sort of thing, like, you know, with the American audience, British audience, and all that sort of thing? With me, mate, I was like, Americans love a British accent. This yeah. will probably go down well in America. Hence why, in most of my episodes, I used to be proper yes. detailed <laughs> about breaking shit down, like saying, this is what this means. I don't do that as much anymore. I got a bit of stick about that. Like, don't talk to us like we're idiots and all this. I was like, yeah, but the American people actually like that. Yeah. Because you'd be surprised, like, the American friends I have, the difference in culture and language to say we both speak English is mad. Like, yeah, yeah. One of my, <laughs> you know, uh, Killer Stories, John, Bobby from Killer yep, Stories. Bobby. So <laughs> she comes on my show a lot, Dave. I don't know if you've heard them. Yeah, Killer no, I've, I've, I've heard the two or three episodes so far. Yeah, so, yeah. And, and yeah, yeah. So I said, um, her, me, and Lorraine from Once Upon a Nightmare. I, it might not even have been with Lorraine. I said, oh, we should message on on WhatsApp. And Bebe went, Bobby, Bebe. 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 <laughs> Bobby went, uh, she didn't know what WhatsApp was. Siri? Mm-hmm. Uh, hang on, sorry. Is, yeah. is WhatsApp a thing in, in Texas? Then? It's a thing I everywhere. I've heard of it, but I never really used it. Seriously? Wow, that is. That I is thought, like, that is a, just the, the main messenger service over here. Like, it's the one that bridges the phone gap. So if you've got an Android, an, an Apple, uh, whatever you've got, you can get WhatsApp. Oh, well, so what do you, you know, how do you I'm message a, message people? Oh, that sounds just, stupid. Just text them. Just text them. But if, you know, if they have, I'm an Apple user. So if they have a green text, I just ignore them. Yeah, you got to be on message. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you that message sense. someone, because you can't send like picture messages and shit on only if it's not iMessage. On WhatsApp, it's just like iMessage, but you message anyone on any phone. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I thought that was universal, man. Yeah, I, I generally thought that I'm, I'm baffled by this. By, you know. like my buddy Harris and, and Holly, they have uh, WhatsApp and they're in America. Hmm. I this probably just because I don't really hang out with anybody and I don't really text people, so that's probably why <laughs> I don't really use I'm a loner. <laughs> yeah, I don't I'm need no wolf, man. Maybe. So, yeah. so get WhatsApp. Me, me, me and Stuart will add you. And, yeah. uh, you know, we, we'll, get, we'll... Get WhatsApp. Yeah, that's the definitely get WhatsApp. Yeah. So anyway, let's get into this episode. Eleven minutes in. 
I am notorious. If you listen to my episodes by now, you should know. Skip the first 10 minutes because I just chat a load of nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the reason why us three are here is because this episode is based on a wrestling true crime story. And we are three huge wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. So we're of a pretty similar age, John. We both grew up in the Attitude Era, yes, which was what, 96 to 2000 2002 three yeah yeah, 2001 two ish i don't know when officially depends if you ask Hulk Hogan or not um (laughs) so growing up then what did out of the big three wwf wcw ecw if you don't know what that is this episode's probably not for you because we're going to be talking (laughs) a lot about wrestling in this episode and it might not be for you i'm being brutally honest what was your favorite of the three big promotions back in the day if I could probably rank it on a system, I'd probably go WWF, ECW, yes. WCW. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm and guessing you're going to go different Dab's laughing because he knows how I think. Now, as a 32-year-old man, yeah, <laughs> I would I would agree. As a nine-year-old child, I was a WCW guy. Mm-hmm. Big time. Big time. Mm-hmm. I don't WWF second, ECW uh, third. Never I, watched I think, ECW. I think because WCW, I, I just think WCW had just such a bigger presence as far as like NWO being such the biggest mm-hmm. stable. Yeah. And I think influence a lot going to like the degeneration. I, I Personally, I think uh, DX yeah. is a cop out of NWO. Absolutely, and, 100%. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, I agree. And, and you see, you know, like uh, for the most, for the longest time, like WCW kind of had the big stars. I think they did a lot of crossovers with a lot of celebrities. You know, Carmelone was there, Dennis Rodman. Mm-hmm. So I think pop culture wise, as far as being able to grab like a national audience, I think WCW did a better job. But it's yeah. also the same time that's how they shot themselves in the foot. Yeah, very possible. Yeah. See, see, for me, it's as simple as WCW had Goldberg. Yep. <laughs> yes. If but you're again, a wrestling fan right now, it's it's not a good yeah. thing. Yeah, as, right. as a 32 year old adult, <laughs> that doesn't make sense because Goldberg was shit. Like, well, uh, well, well Goldberg's kid, back. Goldberg oh, is back again, right now. Again. Yeah, again, yeah, he yeah. Is, he's Jesus. actually facing Roman Reigns this Saturday for the uni- Oh, not Roman Reigns. I'm sorry. He's facing uh, Bobby Lashley for the title. Uh-huh. What uh, didn't he nearly murder the Undertaker like hey, in the, yeah. yes. in Saudi? Yes, yeah. uh, Saudi, yes. yeah, super yeah. showdown. Jesus, and it still gets that. Does that not just scream how bad the business is doing? That <laughs> they bring the fucking Goldberg, notoriously hates the business, notoriously <laughs> stiff and awful in the ring. Oh yeah, they keep bringing him back. Yeah. He was yep. stiff at his peak. <laughs> yeah, he was. Oh. <laughs> well, he nearly killed Bret Hart back in the well, day. Did, did he yeah. not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, to be fair, yeah, he caused it. Give him a, sh- a stroke, didn't he? Cause him to yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah, but to, to I, be honest, that that Bret Hart bit with the whole like uh, metal flak jacket to his spear—that was one of the most genius things I've ever yeah, seen. It was, yeah, mm. it was. Yeah, very, yeah. very good. No, it was very, awesome. very good. Bret Hart was wasted in there, but that's another story. Yeah, we'll. I just, I've we'll never seen. I've never seen a wrestler built as good as Goldberg. Oh no, prime. definitely. He's not. a god. Oh, yeah. Absolute Greek god. That lad. Why, like two, two thousand and no, or whatever it did you know the the whole street was two thousand and no. Amazing, wasn't it? I, I think it was like I think it was 185 or something. <laughs> yeah, something like that, yeah, it wasn't 185. Let's be honest. It's probably even like, that. Yeah, even that was 45. exaggerated. <laughs> yeah, that was exaggerated. I don't yeah. forgive. I went to house shows. So he <laughs> it never built up his thingy there. But who was your favorite wrestler growing up, John? 
Yeah, you know, unpopular opinion, but because he was so hated back in the day, I'd have to go with Shawn Michaels. But ah, fair, yeah. like hmm. big time, like overall, I'm an Eddie Guerrero guy. Oh, so, so this yes. episode is yeah, gonna be yeah. extremely difficult for me. Oh, okay. I can imagine, yeah. Okay. What about you, Dev? Well, uh, when I was very, very young, it was Bret Hart because I always wanted to be the kid getting the sunglasses in the, in, you know, the front of the audience. <laughs> I am that kid. I, I'm sorry. I was, I'm, I'm, you know, it is what it is. And then when I was growing up, it was uh, it was Stone Cold and The Rock, obviously, because they were just the two biggest going on at that time. Yes, mate. I agree. 100%. Stone Cold for me, head and shoulders above anyone. Yeah. I had the bedding. I had every, every the T-shirts, everything yeah. Stone Cold. I'd like to shout out Mankind as well, because oh, Mick Foley in general, because he was just the quintessential like utility player. He could do anything at the time. Glorified stuntman. Yeah, oh, he glorified stuntman. He's sold like a champ, though. So but know. what a guy. He he is and a he, he looks like the guy I should want to go out to the pub with for a pint as well. Exactly. So. Granted, he can hear you because one of his ears is pretty much gone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> what a gruesome guy. So do you... you I've your... told I've told you mine were. Oh sorry, my bad. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. And Not G- Goldberg. Goldberg for WCW. Yeah, I preferred Stone oh. Cold though. But do you, do you still watch it now, either of you? I do. I've... Actually, I still kind of yeah. religiously watch it just because it kind of just became a routine of mine. Um eh, I hate watching it. I hate <laughs> watching Monday Night Raw now because it's just so crappy. But uh, I've actually started venturing into new promotions now. Like I love what AEW is doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Sean, my co-host, is actually starting to get me into New Japan. So um, exactly. I'm starting a lot more watching a lot more indie scenes. I mean, Impact is doing really well as well. So mm. I'm still I'm, I still love the business to this day. Yeah. Yeah. Do you watch AEW Dev? Uh, I watch a little bit here and there. I uh, I keep passing interest in all of it. I keep uh, you know like keep looking on Twitter and and on Facebook, yeah. but. The amount of wrestling I watch has decreased throughout like the last sort of sort of ten years actually. Hmm. I used to be big into it, man. We both did. We yeah. used to go on yeah, like res- yeah. wrestle zone and talk about you know what yes. killed it for me is when when we got to like well pro- well adults, I guess, and we started talking about the ins and outs and the, the gossip and who's booking what and who's gonna win and why. For me it got it ruined it kind of ruined the fun of it a little bit. True. And I was like, I used to be so obsessed with not knowing, and now I, I know too much. Do you yep. know what I mean? Yeah. I watched AEW the first six or seven episodes, but I just it, I just couldn't connect with it. I really liked it at first, but it soon I, I don't really like um, them. Two, I can't even remember who's in it. What are them two? What's that tag Kenny team Omega. called? Oh, oh the uh, Young Bucks. Bucks. Yeah, I, I can't stand them. Yeah, can't Seth. stand them, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega. Okay. I can't stand that guy who has his hands in his pockets. Oh, Orange Cassidy, Orange Cassidy he's so fun. <laughs> Redu- he's ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah. It embarrasses the business, in my opinion. <laughs> I saw a clip of him the other day, and he was fighting someone, and he fell asleep in the ring, yeah? <laughs> hey, just be glad that Chuck Taylor from Best Friends is not doing his invisible hand grenade. So otherwise, Jeez, you'd be rest. really, really pissed. Most of that guy that... <laughs> Well, it's that guy that used to like grab your dick or whatever and, and fucking. Oh, what was he? Oh, um, um, Joey Ryan. Joey Ryan, yeah. that's the one, yeah. yeah dick twist, asshole. dick flip or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that Orange Cassidy fell asleep in ring, yeah. And <laughs> someone pinned him, gently put the hands on him and pinned him. And then just when it got about to get to three, 
he like kicked out, but it's because he rolled over to change positions. He started sucking <laughs> his thumb. <laughs> this is the thing with with wrestling. It, it, this is why it sort of seems like uh, a bit of a parody, and and why people sort of look down it a little bit. I think as not a legit sort of legitimate sport, but it's not. A, it's not it's obviously not a sport, but as sort of a legitimate modes of entertainment where it sort of becomes a little bit parody and a little bit yeah. sort of slapstick. Taking piss out of itself a little bit. Yeah, I mean, just it's because kayfabe is dead now. You know, it's, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's all. It, it, it died is. a long time. You ago. guys talk about uh, Russell Zone and all those dirt sheets. It does ruin the experience. Like, it does. Yeah, you don't absolutely. tune in anymore. I mean, like, for I'm gonna use the the 2002 Triple H return for example. I mean, that one was advertised, but usually <laughs> when Stone Cold returns or when The Rock returns out of nowhere, no one no one knows about yeah, what's gonna happen, yeah. mm-hmm. and yeah. that pop that you hear is just organic as hell yeah, yeah. you don't it's really like, get um, that you don't really get that anymore which no. was the the rumble when cena came back after his, 2000 oh, what, yeah 2008 nine, nine eight or something? something like that yeah yeah that was big All i mean the, the one the, the one big event that's coming up right now is potentially cm punk is supposed to come back this friday yeah aw one, in chicago yeah, so as well big, which is should be a big okay. one gonna oh, be he's, going back, he's going to aw apparently so yeah so. That's what they think. But they're phoning it in, though. So that's that's one thing that's that makes me mad. Yeah. Like, if you know it's going to be in Chicago, you should automatically assume that he's going to be there. You don't oh, have yeah. to keep teasing it. Yeah. Just let yeah. it happen. <laughs> Who else is there that's big now? Did Sting go there? Sting yeah, is there. Sting's there. Sting's, Sting's there. there, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, big uh, Show's there now. Yep. Is it? Mark Henry. Yeah, yeah. Mark Henry. Um, Daniel Bryan is rumored to, to go rumored, there as yeah, well. Yeah. Come back as Brian Danielson again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> clever! The American Dragon. <laughs> All the guys what's you said you had. What, you know, what, what should, what should we call you? Perfect name to reinvent yourself, Daniel. Uh, should we just flip the names? They'll <laughs> 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 never know who I am. Come out in a yeah. mask. They'll never know. You sound yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Honest, honestly. Right. Let's talk about the character character the wrestler today chris benoit chris benoit i used to call benoit. him chris benoit. Benoit. same here benoit. When, I first moved, when i first moved to the u.s uh i couldn't pronounce his name so i said chris benoit and i did get i, remember, ma- I did get make fun of it <laughs> well Jer- jericho used to call him that right so chris benoit born in montreal quebec is that how you say it quebec quebec canada quebec. may 21st 1967 I've got a brief sort of timeline of his wrestling career here. So he started in 1985 in Stampede Wrestling, which was Stu Hart's thing up in Canada. And it says his first match, he attempted the diving headbutt in his first match, but he hadn't learned how to land it properly. I don't know how you learn how to land (laughs) a headbutt on on someone (laughs) properly, because clearly it didn't work knowing, knowing what happened. And uh, he said he had the wind knocked out of him. And he said at that point, after his first match, he said he'll never do that move again. Oh. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that didn't age well. So the diving headbutt, for anyone that's still listening, miraculously, that isn't a wrestling fan, he he, he, jumped, <laughs> he climbs to the top rope and he jumps off and he, he basically lands on you with his head, also called a swan dive. Harley Race, credited as the innovator of, of this move, apparently discovered it by accident, which I didn't know. It says he was he was going to do like a splash on someone, but they rolled out yep. the way, and he just sort of adjusted it and thought, oh, 
I guess he, he got a pop from it. But then he got loads of spinal issues with that. Spinal. Spinal. And, <laughs> and head issues. And he t- apparently he told Dynamite Kid, I thought, what's he called? Summit Billington. I, I forget his name. Uh, Stu Billington, was it? No. It might be Tom. I think it's Tom Billington. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he, he's from RNs. He's from like Manchester. He's from, yeah, yeah. Blackpool, I think, was it? I think Blackpool was Regal. Ah, that's yeah, what I'm yeah. I think I think Tom Billington was Manchester. Such an so underrated he, wrestler, by the way. A yeah, regal. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, and and Billington as well. Dynamic oh, kid, yeah. apparently oh, yeah. innovator of, of very, very many things. He was class, yeah. But um, he was told not to use the move, kept using the move. He ended up in a wheelchair, couldn't, yep. you, couldn't use his left leg, and then he ended up dying recently. And then Chris Benoit got told by Dynamite Kid, who worked up in Stampede, don't use that move, mate. And he, he kept using it, you know. You, you can't. To, I you mean, think, warning signs are there, aren't they? <laughs> like the you, first, you would think your idol, the guy you emulated. I mean, what, if I'm not mistaken, that was one of the first wrestlers that he watched, right? Dynamite Kid. Apparently, mm-hmm. so, if one yeah. of your heroes, one of your idols, telling you, "Kid, don't use this," <laughs> and you're just like, uh, "Okay, I'm gonna use it again." <laughs> I'm <gonna> use it <laughs> again. <laughs> but I want to be like you. What in a wheelchair? Yes. You know. I can imagine, though, if you look up to someone and you want to be like them, if they were telling you not to do something, you'd probably feel like he was trying to keep you buried a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, re- possibly, I reckon yeah. and the stubbornness of, of the wrestlers anyway. Especially but, with the, the way the, the wrestling world is as well, where everyone's oh, yeah. trying to stay on top. Definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. His first match was a tag team match, apparently, in November 1985. Nice. He teamed with the remarkable Rick Patterson against Butch Moffat and Mike Hammer. Can't be that remarkable. <laughs> Benoit won with a sunset flip. All right, okay. Nice. That's yeah. how good that, that, that match was. Hey, at least it's not a small package, all right? That's the worst. <laughs> mate, when, when, small package when Sting beat Ric Flair for the NWA title, mate. That was so good. <laughs> that pisses me off. The Stinger. The Stinger. <laughs> I know, such a good wrestler as well. Fucking small package. Come on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So he went to he went to New Japan in 1986. I spent quite a few years over there. Mm-hmm. Um, and because when you're like an indie wrestler, I think you can go to Japan. Mm-hmm. I remember this. Did you ever used to play, John? Did you ever used to play Extreme Warfare Revenge? Oh, I don't think I have. Oh, it's, it's known that. now as as Total Extreme. What's it called? Total Extreme, Total Extreme wrestling, Warfare. Then. Yeah, Warfare. Total, Total wrestling. No wrestling. Yeah. By Adam Ryland. It, it was this game. I'd say if anyone from England's listening, it's like football manager. It's like a management simulator and you, you take charge of a promotion. You're, you're a you, booker basically, aren't you? Yeah, you're a okay. booker. So you, you you book the fights, you book the angles, you book the storylines and the feuds and you hire them. It, it was so good when it died. Oh, it was very, very good. It yeah. was so good. We just used we, to we, make... Yeah, yeah. We, we used to make that own, hours then, didn't we? Oh, man. I used to go to his house. We'd make British Wrestling Federation. <laughs> And then there'd be him and me, but we'd all would be the same storyline every yeah. time. We we start as a tag team, win the tag team titles, <laughs> and then one of us would turn on the other one. All right, let me all right, let me ask this first: <laughs> Who's the Shawn Michaels? Who's the Marty Jannetty of the group? Well, I'm probably Shawn Michaels because I'm smaller. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's be fair about this, man. <laughs> that was always the Shawn Michaels. <laughs> No like, one's going to admit to me imagine no. Let's be honest. But then when we used to split up in the in the game, we'd be like, uh-huh. right, one of us has to turn heel, so we'd have an argument about that. 
Yeah, we always want to head. And then, then <laughs> obviously, the heel guy would win the title first, and then the face guy would win. You'd have a series. Oh, it was so sick, mate! Yeah, it was a very good. Game. It <laughs> was. A, it wasn't even that good. <laughs> no, it, was, it was a good game. <laughs> Play it now; it's terrible. But when you're like 14 and you love it, it's absolutely amazing. <laughs> but yeah, the, my point. Coming back to my point is that when, if you had someone on an open contract, you couldn't make them into a written contract because they had touring um, sort of stuff with Japan responsibilities yeah. with new japan or all japan so you can't sign them i think you can do that if you're independent but if you work for a company like wwe then unless you're on a wwe tour you can't work for new japan kind of stuff yeah i think so he goes there but then he wins his first title at stampede in 1988 he won the <laughs> i love you know these like regional championships mm-hmm. are so long with the names he won the Stampede British Commonwealth Mid Heavyweight Championship. <laughs> Imagine being the, the the announcer. You're probably like gassed out before you can even say exactly, yeah. Chris Benoit and, and winning the, <gasps> the Stampede British Commonwealth Mid Heavyweight Championship. It's like uh, what's the name? Tony Chimmel saying Rated R Superstar. Yeah, that's it. Make it last. Die of a bloody heart attack, bless him. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, in his personal life now, a little bit, his first wife, Marty, I'm taking all this with a pinch of salt. I'm assuming all this is true from my research. I don't know. He married um, someone called Martina, and he had two kids, his eldest son, David, at the time, and uh, well, before his second kid, Daniel. David and Megan were his kids. And then... So he's still in Japan where he wrestled and we've, we've watched dark side recently. He, he wrestled as the Pegasus kid mm-hmm. and he had big feuds with John's man, Eddie Guerrero, who performed as black tiger. Did you know there was, there's been seven wrestlers that have portrayed black tiger. I did not know that. It's a fun fact. And Eddie was what, what number do you think Eddie was? Do you think he was the innovator or do you think he was further down the package? Four. four? Any advance on four? I'd go with sixth. Hmm. He was actually the second oh, okay. Okay. iteration of So he Black stole Tiger. that. He stole the first gimmick then. Yeah. Typical he stole Eddie. his first gimmick. Is that know. not yeah. a thing where like they it. hand down the mask or sort of thing? Like Tiger mask. And I all think, that. yeah, because don't you like you lose your mask in a fight and then it's all it's weird. Yeah, and yeah. Lucha Libre, once you lose your mask, you're disgraced. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're Rey Mysterio who lost one of those About matches and he still rocks the mask four times oh, yeah. yeah yeah he lost it in wcw he lost yes. it in did he did, lose yeah. it in wf at one point or I, don't WWE? He, I don't think he never lost it there but i know I WCW, all, he lost it there. yeah i think he's always worn his mask in wwe i think mm-hmm. okay. okay but i remember when he fought kevin nash and he lost his mask yeah but uh black tiger won do you know the first black tiger was if you know this then you win the show uh, um uh chavo guerrero jr <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I like the logic, but no. Yeah. Ah. It was a guy called Mark Rollerball Rocco, and he was from, oh, of Man- from Manchester. Oh, is it? Oh, nice. Ah, last. What do you from mean? You've never heard of him now? <laughs> from from around the corner, apparently. Yeah, after Stone Cold, he was my favorite wrestler of all time. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mark Rocco. But yeah, and it said on that dark side that they Benoit and Eddie hated each other at first, but then oh, really? he had some... Yeah, so the the absolutely dis- well, Ed. I think Eddie just was like, "Who the fuck's this new guy?" Mm-hmm. Like he was because he's so intense and stuff. But then they just started having some worldy matches, and yeah. then they just respected each of them, became besties. Oh, Isn't that okay. funny with with guys? 
Like you just yeah. you you just beat the crap out of each other. Next thing you know, it's like, bro, you want to get a beer? All right. <laughs> Men are simple. We yeah, are we simple are. beings. We, we say what we mean. We mean what we say. We'll have a fight, <laughs> and then afterwards we'll go for a beer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Respect. Yeah, that's how it's earned. <laughs> <laughs> so back to his uh, little timeline here. August nineteen ninety. Benoit wins his first major title, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Yep. What does IWGP stand for? Do you know, John? I'm asking genuinely because I tried to find out. It's an all-Japan title. International. I, I just know that's one of their big titles yeah. in New Japan. I don't think it stands for anything, Dav. I looked earlier, I'm, and it just says IWGP, but it's for New All Japan. Uh, sorry, New Japan. Yeah, I yeah. just know it's really, really like prestigious, isn't it? It's like uh, yeah, anyone yeah. who's going to be a big player and sort of mm. who's not massive is going to win that title before going so to is, America or something. So is the is the junior heavyweight championship? their main title or is the heavyweight no the heavyweights yeah yeah i want to say their junior one is kind of like their version of the intercontinental yes right yeah. okay yeah I, 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 junior heavyweight but i believe <laughs> they've also got their own in uh like intercontinental championship as well have they oh i believe Actually, they might have. About, yeah because i know they just recently introduced the u.s the u.s title. yeah yeah absolutely yeah. Hmm. i think moxley just well no he lost it too didn't yeah, he just he, uh, didn't that big guy with the dreadlocks win it? Yeah, so um, um, Lance Archer, and then the he lost it to. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> yeah, fair, yeah. Do, they, do AEW guys like Moxley still wrestle in Japan? Then, yeah, they're allowed to because that's the whole part of them going to AEW that they can do multiple different. That's crazy. Companies. Yeah, so they're still yeah. all. Can you imagine how pissed off you'd be if, like, this is why in that game I never used to hire people to open contracts because you you couldn't <laughs> you could never like like Vader and the LOD Road Warriors yeah. they were always in Japan and yeah. if you hired them they'd never be available they'd be on a tour <laughs> or they'd get injured it's like yeah. what's the point but yeah he won that title from any guesses for who he won it from old in uh, old new J- keep saying old Japan new Japan Eddie Guerrero. No, it wasn't Guerrero. You'll know who it is when I say it. Jushin? Jushin. Jushin, oh. La- Jushin Liger. Yeah. He won that in August 1990. Lost it back to him in November 1990. And then, remember, he's wearing a mask at this point yeah. as uh, as Pegasus Kid. Pegasus Kid. Mm-hmm. And then they must have had a mask match. So whoever loses, loses the mask. And Benoit lost his mask. So then he had to reinvent himself as not Pegasus Kid, but Wild Pegasus. <laughs> Ooh. It's the creativity of wrestlers yep. <laughs> so the first time he joined WCW was in June 1992 for a one-off match he teamed with Biff Wellington nice Sounds Wellington <laughs> was he British by any chance I don't, I don't know I didn't, I didn't go that deep to be fair and he faced uh, Flying Brian Pillman sorry, and Jushin Thunder Liger in the first round of Clash of the Champions 19 tournament, which they lost. So you're like, right, I'm off back to Japan. And then January 93, he came back again. Then he went back to Japan. And then he joined ECW in 94, in between his tours. And yeah, just fucked about in there for a little bit. He properly joined WCW in 1995 as a member of the Four Horsemen, or the new Four Horsemen, if you want to call it that. Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, and Brian Pillman. I keep saying Pilly. Pillman <laughs> were the guys with him. I liked the new Four Horsemen. 
because I was too young for the original. Cause that, who was that? Ric Flair, Tully Blanchard. Oh, it's been many interests. Ole Anderson and uh, I always forget the fourth. So there's Arne, Ole, Tully and Flair. Was that it? I think that's that the four? It. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Arne Anderson, Ole yeah. Anderson, Ric Flair and Tully Blanchard. They must be the original, I think. But I, I know the new one because I obviously grew up with the new one and Benoit was always in that. And he ends up having a... Well, he's referred to as the Crippler at this point, which again is such foreshadowing. It's, it's, he can't well, he got this. that nickname for a reason, though. Mm. Yeah, he yeah. got it. I think because he accidentally almost broke Sabu's neck. And then I think Paul Heyman went up to him and mm. said, like, hey, you're going to be a heel now. You almost broke someone's neck. Let's call you the Crippler. I did read something about him feeling feeling bad. It must have been Sabu that it yeah, hurt someone. I, I, I think it was Sabu. You know what I don't remember? I don't remember Sabu in WWE. I know he was briefly, but I, I really don't he remember He was on him. like the watered down version of ECW. Yeah, yeah the, the one 2006 onwards. Was yeah. It? yeah, the mm. really bad one. <laughs> Sabu. <laughs> this is the moonsault table for no reason. <laughs> for no, yeah, for exactly no, no reason. reason whatsoever. Like and put, he misses put, like nine out of ten times. Yeah. You put, you put a table out. You're just about to host a barbecue. No one. Table. Sabu. Sabu yeah. Honestly. Yeah, you'll be lucky if he doesn't freaking burn it too. <laughs> <laughs> Set it on fire first. Yeah. Did they try so, yeah, and claim they, he was like uh, the, the nephew of the original Sheik as well? Like the idea, yeah, something, something like that. Along those lines. Yeah. I think it was about contract negotiations or something. The the original Sheik or the Iron Sheik got involved or something like that. I can't really remember. But when it was in the Four Horsemen, they had a, a feud with the Dungeon of Doom led by Kevin Sullivan. And then Benoit and Sullivan basically ended up having a feud. Sullivan, who was a booker of his own matches at the time. <laughs> This is insane. I know where it's going. <laughs> yeah, I'm just so like, bad. oh my gosh. This is so bad. This might have to be my soundbite. Okay, no. <laughs> so Sullivan thought it'd be a good idea to book Benoit and have him get off with Nancy in kayfabe. But that kind of backfired because they ended up getting together. And they actually ended up getting married because they were spending that much time together off screen to film stuff for on screen. And then she ends up leaving Kevin Sullivan and gets with Benoit. That's bad, isn't it? He does some shit. That is uh, some life imitating art and all art imitating life. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, and, no, and that they sort say, of stuff. They always say Sullivan booked his own divorce. Yep, <laughs> he sure did. Okay, no, that's bad. That. Poor oh lad. Poor lad. It says in nineteen ninety-seven, which was so probably a couple of years after Nancy and Benoit first started getting it on. Their marriage broke down, naturally. As uh, it says on his website, it's not even funny, but it says, Benoit and Martina's marriage had broken down and Benoit was living with Nancy. Well, yeah, pro- probably did break down then. Yeah. <laughs> living with another woman. Fucking hell. <laughs> That's a good one because her name was woman. Ah. Yeah. Punnage. Punnage. Yeah. Pun detection. Oh, I. But Nancy was born May 17th, 1964 in Boston, Mass. And she debuted, as I said, as Fallen Angel in 1984. So she actually started before, just around Benoit, for Florida Championship Wrestling. And she became part of Kevin Sullivan's stable called The Satanists. And they married in 1985. Then she changed her name to Woman. 
And then she met Benoit and then they started going out and she changed her name to Nancy Benoit. And then she just stopped wrestling and all that kind of stuff. So let's come to the glorious year 2000 in WCW, which was notoriously well-written mm-hmm. and booked. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it's what made the company actually uh, you know, profitable in the end. Yeah, yeah, Is that yeah. the year when uh, David Arquette won, won the damn strap? Mm-hmm. I think it was, yeah. I think that really oh good booking gosh. decision, though. Yeah. But also, what's his name? Remind me of. Uh, Russo. Yeah. Oh. Russo mm-hmm. won the title. Yep. Because I think he was in a cage match. Really good angle. Yeah, he was in a cage match with, was it Booker T? With someone, and they sort of tackled him and speared him out of the cage, and it was a it was an escape the cage match or whatever. Yeah. Hell in a cell, and he got speared out first, so he won the title by default. But then I think he gave it up the following night. But they, yeah, David Arquette won like a triple cage. Yeah, the thing. something like that. <laughs> three kids on top of each other. Yeah, like Ridiculous. three kids of like that film. It brought didn't he bring a film out? Is that why he was in there? He yes. A, uh, what's it called again? Oh, what's that, what's the film called? Give remember. me two seconds, I'll figure it out. You figure it out. But yeah, by two thousand anyway, Benoit was pissed off because he was considered to be a small guy and the the pushing people like Nash and Hall and Goldberg and I think Big Show had left by that point. I think he left in nineteen ninety nine. Mm-hmm. So he thought, right, I want a piece of the action in WWF slash E. So him, Dean Malenko, Eddie Guerrero, Perry Saturn, they rock up at Roy's War on January 31st, 2000, and they form a stable called the Radicals with a Z, baby. And uh, <laughs> That's what make it radical, <laughs> <That's> Z. <laughs> a, it's not an S here. The, uh, <laughs> they, were audi- they were audience members, and uh, they interfered in a match and just beat the shit out of the New Age Outlaws. It dressed Wasn't in... he rocking that sweet turtleneck too when he debuted? Benoit, I think he had like a like a, like a shirt, like a, a black... Because oh. it was on oh, dark that might, be Mal- that might be Malenko then. Possibly the Malenko, yeah. 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 One of them was wearing a sweet turtleneck. Like, okay. yeah. yeah, fucking Perry Saturn rocked up in like some, some weird yeah. hat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Perry Saturn, this guy is... I mean, he had a gimmick with a mop, so what else can you expect from this dude? <laughs> Yeah, he's a weird guy. I liked his finish. What was his finisher called now? The Rings, Rings of Saturn. Saturn. Rings of Saturn, that was it. Yeah. yeah. Submission yeah. move on so it. If you, if you want to know, the, uh, the the movie was called Ready to Rumble. Was it? David Ready to Rumble. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't Rings of Saturn just um, like an Rumble STF? Kind of. An STF yeah. or something. Pretty much. Yeah. The Rings of Saturn. Still a good name. Though, he man. did Death Valley Driver, though. That was cool. I love that move. That yeah. was pretty dope. Yeah. Yep. I like that move. But yeah, so they came in, and then by February that year, 2000, Chris and Nancy had their own son, Daniel. They got married later that year in November 23rd, 2000, and it was Nancy's third marriage, Benoit's second. So there's history there, five total. And it says here, in 2003, Nancy filed for divorce from Benoit, citing the marriage was irrevocably broken, and she also alleged cruel treatment. So I don't know if that's an issue with him beating her or whatever. He doesn't really go into it. But she um, she said he'd throw furniture around and stuff, break furniture. But then she dropped the lawsuit and the restraining order. Benoit won his first title at WrestleMania 2000. Do we remember this, guys? Do we know who he fought? Kurt Angle. He fought with Kurt Angle Jeez. and someone Jerry? else. 
Jericho? Jericho, yes. Jericho. Do you know what, ti- what title did he win? What title did he win? Intercontinental. Correct. Correct. Well done, guys. Because uh, just before you go into that, didn't he win the WCW Heavyweight Championship? on his last day in WCW. I think only WWE acknowledged that, though. I don't know if that was I official. I don't think they made it official. Did they not make it official? Oh, mm-hmm. Okay. No, they, I read something about that. Like, he, he kind of won it, then he lost it the next day or something, and then Did he left. He yeah. When something some happened behind the scenes and he decided to leave, so they, yeah. they, they stripped him. It was right when he left, I think. Because I think he was trying to do some contract negotiations, and then they were like in the contract, he was like, "Okay, you're yeah. gonna, we're going to give you the the big gold," but he was like, "Ah, oh, screw oh, it, yeah. I'm just going to go to WWF." Yeah. So they yeah. were like, "Screw it, we're just going to not count it towards your your yeah. title reign." Yeah. So it's not technically official in his lineage. Ah, okay. okay. So the Intercontinental. I mean, that's if this guy wasn't erased in all of wrestling. Yeah, history, yeah, to yeah. Be yeah. Fair. <laughs> now, yeah. To be fair, it was. Yeah, to be fair. <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> He so he won the Intercontinental title three times between April two thousand and January two thousand one, and it says and again my memory is terrible October twentieth two thousand two at No Mercy, he won the tag team title. Do we know who he won it with? Eddie. Nope. Oh, uh, man, what am I thinking? Edge, but it's probably Kurt. What are we going for? Oh wait, no, Kurt, because they were first the first uh, SmackDown tag team champions. There you go, there you go. Good it's knowledge. Right first ever Very WWE tag team titles yeah. champion. Sorry, which was because the other one was World Tag Team, right? Yeah, the one on Raw was on the, the Raw World side. Tag team. Yeah, yeah, Raw was always World something. Mm-hmm. SmackDown was always WWE back then. And then in two thousand four, March fourteenth, two thousand four. What was that? Do we know? What he won? Well, what was it? Two thousand. Oh, March for 2004? Yeah. Oh, it's a World Heavyweight Championship against Orin and Triple H. WrestleMania 20. Yep, big gold. Triple H and Sean. Oh, Sean Michaels, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong one. So he beats, if he makes Triple H tap to the crippler, crossface, and a triple threat with Shawn Michaels. And the same night, Eddie retained his title. I think that was against Kurt as well. Mm-hmm. And then the best friends embraced in the ring afterwards, and it was very emotional. No, oh, I remember seeing Oh, I cried. Yeah. Very yeah. emotional. Beautiful scenes. Yeah, yeah beautiful that was beautiful. Scenes. Yeah, because that, that was like a culmination of their struggles and yeah. their friendship and all that kind of stuff. When all the confetti was dropping down. and yeah, Oh, yeah. Because I'll be honest, like, I, I liked Benoit as a wrestler, but I, because yeah. of his size, he was so small height-wise. Yes. I, I, I guilt is the wrong word, but I, I guess like Vince didn't, see him as a main event guy because yeah, of his size even though he was so yeah, sick in 100%. the ring but then when he won it, it was, he's a fucking animal like he's an yes. animal like his yeah. his face when he got you in the cross face was pretty disturbing <laughs> that was how they should book a, a smaller guy winning the title mm-hmm. yep. that is, is perfect because he looked like an animal after a while <laughs> you know oh yeah and before you know like anyone since that really has really struggled with a smaller guy you know yeah. Brian and anyone I think I think as far as like, you know, chops are such a basic move in wrestling. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I consider Benoit to be in the top three category mm-hmm. with Flair, Flair, yeah, and Walter and him. Mm-hmm. I haven't really seen much of Walter, but yeah, I can. If you go, if you YouTube Walter, you'll hear it. <laughs> <laughs> you'll definitely hear it. I think Jer- Jericho's got a mean chop on him as well. I think yeah. Jericho, yeah, Jericho probably has not, a good probably one not too. Top three, but yeah, he's up there. yeah, Benoit was just like. 
Oh, it's vicious. Yeah. You can't just take your skin yeah. off with it. Yeah. <laughs> you, can we have a guess, right? Here's another a stat that I want you to try and guess. Props if you get this. So between WWF, e, WCW, New Japan, and ECW, can we guess how many championships Benoit held in total? Total. All right, well, you lost me because I'm not good at adding things. <laughs> 12. Higher. 17. Higher. Oh, jeez. 27? Ooh, lower. 20, 24. 25. Lower. Both of you, lower. 24. <laughs> lower. 22. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. 22. <laughs> Took seven goes. <laughs> That's what it said online. I've not counted them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got them all on DVD. <laughs> and then we approach the, uh, the first... Sad portion of said episode. Shit. November 13th, 2005. Yep. Eddie Guerrero. Benoit's bestie found dead in his hotel room, the Marriott City Centre Hotel in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Found by... I skipped school that day. Did you? I did. I was so sad, so I skipped school. God damn. I understand. He, uh... Go on, Dev. I just want to say what what a fantastic sort of entertainer, but what a great wrestler as well. Eddie Guerrero was he he had it all, the charisma, the the wrestling ability as well. He was fantastic. He was and he had the frog splash, mate. That's my favorite. Yeah, the frog splash. My well, favorite yeah. high fly. Him, D'Lo Brown, and Rob Van Dam, three yeah. different versions of the same move. All sick. Yeah, absolutely. D'Lo Brown was severely underrated. Yeah. Oh yeah, he what absolutely was. Yeah. We oh, loved in, in England, especially. We loved D'Lo Brown. I don't know why, but we just loved D'Lo Brown because he's the European champion, oh. the quintessential European. What a champion. guy with his chest plate and his head shape. And his little head. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. But I completely agree with Dav. I'm like, that's a lot of wrestlers are lacking today. Yeah. I think it's just that connection with the fans. Yes. The way you can tell a story without having to try too hard mm. you know like uh he i don't think eddie guerrero would have been like the rock territory or the triple ages or the steve austin as far as being a big draw but if you look at a bunch of like new wrestlers now you have sasha banks you have you have like the iconics before they got released like they always credit their favorite wrestler to be eddie guerrero just because the way he made people feel yeah i absolutely. mean he passed away what 2005 16 years later I can still remember where I was the day that I found out that he passed away. And it still gives me that same emotion. The episode of Raw when it start, started up and everyone was on the stage and stuff, it was, it was, it was horrible but beautiful as well. Mm. It, seeing, seeing Benoit cry like that, seeing yeah. Batista of all people, this guy is like made of like pure yeah, muscle absolutely. breaking down. Yeah. Mm. It's insane. Yeah. It's tough, man. It is, it is tough. But if we, we'll just briefly go through kind of what happened if people don't know. Basically, Eddie, Chavo, and Benoit were supposed to, I don't know, get breakfast or go to the gym one morning, staying in a hotel in Minneapolis. Eddie didn't respond to his wake-up call at 7 a.m., and the, the hotel security notified Chavo Guerrero, another wrestler, and Eddie's nephew. And so they all went to the room, and they opened the room, and they find Eddie on the floor of his bathroom with, uh, I think he had a toothbrush in his hand. Mm-hmm. So mid brushing his teeth, this guy getting ready, and he just spunked out on the floor. Now Chavo's saying that 
who was still alive when he got there and that Eddie died in his arms. That's what Chavo's saying. I believe him. And uh, then he rung Benoit, who was waiting downstairs, like, where are you? And he, apparently he just let out a massive wail, like he's never heard it, a noise like it. Eddie Guerrero, 38 years old when he died, history of drug abuse and stuff. But it turns out he had acute heart failure related to arteriosclerotic heart disease or ASHD. So I looked into that and that is a thickening and hardening of the walls of the coronary arteries. So basically they get clogged with like fatty stuff that clogs them up. You basically it can't pump the blood through. So Eddie's blood vessels are basically compressed or blocked. So it restricted the flow of blood and oxygen to the heart. And it, it just basically kind of had a heart attack passed out kind of and, and just died died right there 38 and uh he got inducted into the hall of fame the following year 2006 and that was the night before wrestlemania 22 and he was inducted by chris benoit chavo guerrero and Rey mysterio ray ray for me like i know we'll get on to what happened with benoit and his injuries and his brain and his testosterone and all this shit for me that's the true trigger of all this uh, I agree. Yeah, I probably agree. Yeah. Like without that, there's no. It's just, yeah, it, it's a key trigger in this story. Without that, I don't think what happened happened personally. I probably yeah. agree with that. Yeah. So. Yeah, because he he was he was the constant for him, and it seems like Eddie was like the stabilizing factor for Benoit, and just the fact that he was they were always on the road together. Like I mean, he was one of his best friends. They went through so much stuff together. Just to lose that part. Mm. your life that's very traumatic for somebody it's crazy i mean we know we talk about eddie's charisma there but as a wrestler man if you go on the on the network i don't have it anymore but when i used to have it i would go to 1996 and just pick a random pay-per-view and normally the first match on a pay-per-view back then would be one of the radicals just fighting each other normally it was mm-hmm. dean malenko versus like eddie my god it was like the, the first fight on the cards the best fight Absolutely yeah. ridiculous! <laughs> how good it was because they got to set the tone. Because Malenko yeah. was is he was always the I think he was a light heavyweight champion all mm. the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I loved his Texas Cloverleaf finisher, but them the guys best. had some great matches, man. And Ray as well. Ray was in there. Yeah, yeah. all them little there guys. So many, some, Jericho, yeah, like psychosis yeah. and so yeah, La, Par- La Parca, Uventude, La Parca, yeah, La Parca, yeah. <laughs> such good athletes. Uventude, but, like, yeah, Uventude was good. What they did was just incredible. Yeah, that cruiserweight division yeah. definitely elevated wrestling. And I think that's what made this WCW unique in a lot of ways mm-hmm. too. Well, Absolutely. that's why I liked it because there was variety. Yeah. Like yep. it wasn't really gimmicks. It was like you'd, Goldberg would come in and kill someone in five seconds. Then you'd have the NWO. <laughs> then you'd have the cruiserweights. And then you'd have random stuff going on with Bischoff and all this kind of stuff. I really loved it. That's why. But I know, like, one of the things as well, when you see Rey Mysterio at, like, five foot three, <laughs> doing what he's doing and beating, like, people who are seven foot, it gave everyone sort of, like, an idea, like, like the belief that they could actually go and do that as yeah. well, which was kind of a beautiful thing about wrestling as well. The storyline he except had with, he, with Nash yeah. was really good. I enjoyed it. I was going to yeah. say, except when yeah. Kevin Nash, he just throws him like a one <laughs> dog. him into a trailer. He did though. I think he had a couple, he had a couple of matches with Kevin and, and he did beat him one time, but like unexpectedly. Um, I think it was like a hurricane runner into a pin. Mm. Yeah. After, yeah. After, after, counted the jackknife. I think, I think that's what happened. 
Oh, that was his old West Coast pop move, huh? Yeah, that yeah, that was yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> but he used to do the six one nine, not as a finisher. Like if mm-hmm. if you were thrown out to the outside, he'd just run and do the swing as like a threat. That's what he used to do, but then he turned it into his finisher, which was weak as piss for me. But yeah, but <laughs> never mind. Well, it's not. It's not. A, it's not a podcast about Rey Mysterio, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. No, yeah, fuck, fuck Rey Mysterio. <laughs> So basically, Benoit became withdrawn. He wouldn't speak to anyone. He said he'd even take different routes to the gym because he was proper paranoid. For some reason, he just didn't want to run into anyone ever. And then now we get to the second really sad part of this whole show, which is the chain of events that started basically on Friday, 23rd of June, 2007. So that weekend, WWE had a pay-per-view booked, which was Vengeance Night of Champions. Benoit was booked to fight. Do we know who he was booked to fight that night? Johnny Drip Drip or Johnny Nitro now, right? That's who replaced him. Oh, was it CM Punk? Yes, it was CM Punk. So he was fighting for the the vacant ECW ECW. title. Shit title. Yeah, (laughs) champion shit. (laughs) So the day prior, he rings chavo i leaves a voicemail on chavo's phone chavo tries to get back and they eventually start speaking at about 3 44 p.m eastern daylight time chavo says he speaks to him and benoit said that he's not going to make the pay-per-view his wife and son daniel and nancy got food poisoning and this is on the saturday remember and he said i'm just trying to take care of him and then chavo's like he sounds a bit weird are you all right are you all right yeah yeah i'm fine i'm fine blah 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 so Chavo wakes up early hours of the following morning. He said it was like half five in the morning. Another source said it was a little bit earlier than that, but again, it's irrelevant. And he gets a text from Benoit, and it basically says, the dogs are in the enclosed pool area, and the back door is open. That's it, cryptic. 30 seconds later, he gets a text from Nancy's phone, exact same message. Then he gets another text, which is just, states benoit's home address so chavo's like what the fuck's he doing what's he on about went back to bed as you kind of would so he wakes up the next day thinks nothing of it but then he speaks to referee scott armstrong he said he got the exact same text from benoit so we're on the sunday now the day of the event basically he's not coming it said somewhere else as well that he benoit had rung someone on the sunday to say that he can't make it but that wasn't on dark side but that's a bit of speculation Come So the event goes ahead. Johnny Nitro replaces Benoit, fights CM Punk. I don't know what the outcome was. I didn't look into it. I would assume CM Punk won. I think so. I don't, I yeah. don't remember either. Such a horrible <laughs> event. Yeah. So come Monday, June 25th, no one's heard from him in ages, which is unlike him, especially to not turn up to an event. He'd turn up even if he was ill. If it was Father's Day, birthday, he doesn't care. He would turn up for it. And they do a wellness check. So they ring the police. And they say, look, we want a wellness check on one of his wrestlers. We've not seen him, blah, blah, blah. So the officer goes to the scene and he said, there's two German shepherds in the garden, which is the dogs he's relating to or or referring to in the text. And they see a neighbor and the neighbor, he said, you know, can you take care of the dogs? Yeah, 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 I'll take care of them. Text the dogs into the house. And she apparently comes running out screaming, saying Daniel's dead. So Daniel's seven at this point, seven years old. And the officers go in and search the house, as you would, and they found 43-year-old Nancy Benoit dead in an upstairs office. 
Her, she was sort of tied together. Her limbs were bound. Her body was wrapped in a towel. A copy of the Bible was left next to her body. And based on her injuries, it said that Benoit had pressed his knee into her back with such force, like he nearly broke her spine. At the same time, he was pulling back on a cord. Basically, that's how he strangled her to death. Yeah. It said that there was some blood found suggesting she may have tried to fight him off, but people who did forensics and stuff said that there wasn't really any evidence that she tried to protect herself. Now, the key thing here is that she was killed on the Friday, June 22nd. So he's killed Nancy. And then the following day, that's when he's actually he's spoke to Chavo on the phone and said that they've got food poisoning nah. and he's text them saying about the house and stuff and the dogs. And then they go around the house. They find seven year old Daniel. He's also dead suffocated killed in his own bedroom again copy of the bible left next to his body now he had internal injuries to his throat no bruises or anything and it's not quite clear when he died but i think it's logical to assume that that happened on the friday as well i, I would have thought he was um found to have high levels of xanax in his body so it's like he'd been drugged yeah, and then he was probably unconscious when he was strangled that's probably why he didn't have bruises he didn't need he wasn't fighting back and there's a picture as well. You won't remember, Dav, if you've not seen it um, recently, but on Dark Side, there's a picture of Daniel's bedroom and there's a massive butcher's knife underneath his bed. Oh, now, fuck. it wasn't used in any of the murders and it had no blood on it or anything, but it was under a seven-year-old's bed. Why would like, it be there? Yeah, why would it be there? Has he put it there? Was that what his original plan was? Do you know what I mean? It's quite, that's dark, man. That's that that. I mean, it's yeah. obviously it's awful what he's done to his family anyway, but yeah, with a knife? Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. And then basically after he spoke to Chavo and all that, so he's been sleeping in, this, in his bed for two days, basically, until Sunday with his wife and his son dead after he's murdered them in the same house. And apparently he even debated going to the pay-per-view and fighting. Jesus. How, how did they know that, though? Again, it's speculation, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's speculation. speculation it's speculation. I think it's logical speculation. Yeah. But uh, imagine if he would have, though. Oh, God, yeah. Imagine, imagine that. Jesus. That's so bad. I mean, this story is dark, but that, fuck me, it could have been even darker. So it, it comes to Sunday... And basically, he Googled a few things about a few Bible verses because he was dead religious because Eddie got him into it. And uh, I think it was one of them about a, a boy returning, John, or something. Yeah, it was like how, like, yeah, the boy returning after the afterlife. And the other one was, um, what's the most efficient way to uh, snap someone's neck? So, mm. Pretty much. Yeah. Shit. So he has a, a home gym, obviously, because he's a wrestler. And it said that he he basically used a weight machine. I think it was a lap pull-down machine mm-hmm. to, to hang himself. And it says what he did was he basically he took the, the bar off the lap pull-down machine and tied the cord around his neck. But he needed it. He wanted it to snap his neck, basically. So he actually picked up the full weights on the lap pull-down machine, which is about 240 pounds, 110 kilo, 
which is like more than his own body weight. And just basically, while the thing's around his neck, and just dropped it. Jesus Christ. And that's how they found him hanging from his, his lap pull-down machine, I think. So, the, I mean, the worst, not the worst thing, but the, the sad thing is that bloody the following day on Raw, they did a three-hour tribute to the yeah, guy. Yeah, I remember it. I do remember yep. it. With emotional stories from his friends and videos of his matches. And the fucked-up thing is the police knew that this was a murder-suicide when that went ahead. They knew. Jesus. WWE didn't know. No. Nope. Oh, man. You'd you'd feel a now, twat, wouldn't you? You'd feel a dick. That one tribute that Chavo did was, oh, it was rough. Because mm. he said something about, you know, uh, they, they went through a lot of stuff together. Like, he would trust him with his life along with his oh, kids. Jesus. And for that you know, to come out in the surface of everything that he did. And granted, Jim Ross was alluding to it in the dark side of the ring. Nobody knew what happened. Mm-hmm. They were just assuming, like it was just a speculation that, hey, one of our performers, you know, one of our best worker in the business passed away. Let's do the right thing and honor him in some way without them really knowing what was going on. Everything else was so insane. It was very reminiscent of the Eddie Guerrero tribute in in a lot of ways where there was this 10-bell salute at the start with everyone on the stage. There was the the other promos, what everyone sort of did afterwards, and they all said like very lovely things about Benoit. Mm. But they obviously don't know what's happened at that time. It's it's, it's brutal. brutal They said something, Stephen Regal did one, Mm. and Jericho in Darkseid said, it was quite poignant because he kind of said, the only thing I'm willing to say is that Benoit was a good wrestler or something like that. But apparently he lived in a neighboring city of Benoit. So he, they think, was aware of some like domestic issues between them. And okay. he didn't he didn't want to say anything before the facts came out. I think that's why Jericho didn't do a tribute because he was like, I don't know what the fuck's yeah, going on refused. yet. He got asked, but he didn't do it. And... I think it's a tough one because if your mate dies, you're emotional. You want to be seen to be doing the right thing. But like Chavo said, after they found out what happened, it's a, it, he was portrayed as if he was like sympathizing with sympathizer. a murderer. Right. Yeah. Which obviously isn't, isn't fair because he didn't know what went on. And then I know Vince came out. I don't know if it was for the SmackDown that week. And he, before it started and he was like, look, we did that and we're just going to sh- strike his name from the record. Which they have, you yeah, can still yeah. see matches with them in it. You do, they're just not listed on the network. Like you can't no. skip to that match. You have to fast forward to it and stuff. They even have to put a disclaimer in the beginning, saying, yeah. "Hey, you know, there's going to be characters portrayed." Mm. Um, and it's yeah, there's there's just trigger warning that's there because I, I get I get where Chavo is coming from, and you're right about the whole sympathizer part. Like it's not on him. Uh, you know, just granted, just the history of, of of wrestlers just passing away like that. You don't ever assume that they were going to go and murder people. Nah, exactly. Murder family, nonetheless. So mm. it's 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 a tough position to be in because yeah, you want to honor someone's work and you want to honor someone's like character, but it's it's just rough. Like you would never, as a wrestling fan, like I would never assume that would ever happen. Yeah. I think it's, and the sad thing is that many wrestlers pass away. It's almost, it's almost like I've done this a million times. I know, I know what to say. I know what to do. Yep. 
it's, it's almost part of what you do for your job you know people exactly. die and you say a few tributes to them you, you know how there's no other wrestlers have done this as far as i know i don't there was something with was there something with dino bravo they thought he'd murdered someone i don't know if that was another dark side episode oh, uh, jimmy snooker jimmy, jimmy snooker, snooker yeah. sorry yeah jimmy yeah. snooker not dino bravo he was the mafia or something wasn't he? i mean macho man had i think he had allegations that he was abusing miss elizabeth yeah uh, mm. but i i don't know if they were it was ever proven but never to the point that it was no. yeah nothing up. on this nothing yeah. on this yeah. family side yeah yeah so anyway the truth comes out and they look into benoit's toxicology and his his brain scans and stuff and basically he suffered from severe cte which is chronic traumatic encephalopathy i don't know if i'm saying that right basically the stuff you get if you have loads of concussions and they said that his brain resembled that of an 85-year-old Alzheimer patient's brain. It was 40 years old. That's mad, isn't it? 85-year-old Alzheimer patient. That's, that's mental. Not just an 85-year-old. Alzheimer's. Someone with yeah. a de- degenerative with yeah. brain disease. Yeah. At 40. Cause this, I remember back in the day, this guy used to take chair shots to the chair back shots. of the head. Yeah, like yeah. volunt like, and everyone, everyone knows the skull is like one of the hardest parts, if not the as far as yeah, your, yeah. your bones go. Yeah, mm-hmm. protects your brain, obviously. At the back, it's really not. <laughs> it's like it's quite exposed. He used to take them to the back all the time, all the time. And I think I, that's one thing that you pointed out earlier, Stuart, was that you're right. He is a smaller wrestler, and when you know, big guys typically don't get that much punishment. Mm. So you don't ever see big, like if you see big show, like getting beat up, like chair shots, he's going to get like a fuck ton in the body. Yeah, You'll never see someone like, you know, take a chair shot to the head like that. Like as a small guy, you're always one of the first ones to get hit. Like you're always going to, especially like he, he played face majority of his career in the Mm -hmm. WWE, if I'm not mistaken. So baby face typically gets beat up. You know, ninety yeah, percent yeah. of the match, yeah. and then they make Small that miraculous comeback. Well. Yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah. it's just stuff like that, and this is stuff that he did for the business that became his undoing. Yeah, much. I think part of it as well. It's a good point is that because he wasn't big, he needed to kind of get noticed. And yeah. if he was, he's the guy that takes chair shots or whatever. That's what I do. That's how I stand out. You know, maybe that's part of it. I think yeah. he just sadly gave his life for the business. Like I did it. It's and it's ironic that he worked his ass off for his whole life, and he's not even considered in history anymore. Nah, yeah. like he's mm. blacklisted. Well, I was going to come on to that a little bit later. I was going to mention the whole Hall of Fame thing. Now, they some people said that he wouldn't even want to be in the Hall of Fame because he thinks it would take away from the ceremony, which obviously it would. Yeah. Do we think? Do we think he should be in it? I don't think he should be in it. Not huh? as a person, but as a wrestler. If you take away everything that happened afterwards, as he a wrestler, you won't. He can't. He can't. I take know. It away. If anyone else with that that sort of that CV gets in the Hall of Fame, yeah, he can't. Obviously, he can't do it now because what he's done and he's actual. But anyone else with that CV is in the Hall of Fame, probably. Yeah, I think it's pretty unanimous. If you ask any true or serious wrestling fan how would you rate Benoit as a wrestler and they'd probably say 
top five, minimum top ten. Yeah. As far as technical goes. Yeah. yeah. yeah one of the yeah. best. One yeah, of the absolutely. best technical wrestlers ever. And and what he's done and his the championships he's won and all that kind of stuff. And he's been to all the companies and done it everywhere. Yeah. High high level, low level. I I get I know what you're saying. If he's not done that, he's in all day. Absolutely, easily. But he's done it, unfortunately. So you cannot put him anywhere near it. It's you can't I mean, you can't people that aren't wrestlers will just see him as that, a murderer. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know you can't argue with them. No, no how, it's absolutely. almost like how can you know these serial killers that I cover? You say, oh, they were abused as a kid and stuff. But that doesn't mean that you'll go, oh yeah, but he were abused as a kid. So you know, he's took you know he's taken two people's lives, and yeah, one of them was yeah. one of them was seven, his child. Exactly. You know. Mm-hmm. You just, you, there's just no no way on earth, no logical. Even Nancy can't go in unless she goes in as just woman, and the and the name Benoit is never mentioned. But even if she goes in, but as she, again, as she it brings up all the Western yeah. world to actually get there as well. Yeah, but Dav, I think Kid Rock's in the fucking wrestling Hall of Fame. Exactly, <laughs> true, true, very, very true. Yeah. <laughs> Donald, Donald Trump, Trump is in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> you know what I mean, it's not about wrestling, yeah. is it? Fucking no. yeah. Nah, it's true, uh, but, true. But, but but you know, but con- contribution wise, wrestling move wise, you like you're right. He as a performer, up there. Yeah, know, absolutely. 100%. If if you think of like s- like several wrestling moves, like when Daniel Bryan a- applies that cross face, it, it's it's hard as a true wrestling fan. It's not. It's hard not to picture Benoit applying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. When when uh, German Iconic. suplexes or those snap suplexes are like you know being performed. You cannot not picture Benoit doing it. Yeah. That's how much he meant to the business. But everything 100%. else, yeah. uh, it's a terrible thing that he did. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But in the same sort of like breath, I don't know if you're going to go on to this, Stuart, but um, you will never ever see another man jump off the top rope head first and use that as a move anymore because – and and the way they sort of treat CT now as well, uh, you know, like any sort of head trauma is now so scrutinized. It's for the good that hopefully that this will never happen again. After the toxicology, coming back to Nancy, it said in her system they found three different drugs, and that was hydrocodone, hydromorphone, and Xanax. Now all three weren't excessive levels like to say she'd been spiked they were more at therapeutic levels rather than abusive or recreational okay uh, but they said she wasn't sedated um before right. she was murdered basically whereas with daniel he was sedated yeah. before, that, before like, he was killed that explains that. the sort of the when she, it felt like she was trying to fight out of it when mm-hmm. the, the, the abrasions and whatnot yeah it said that xanax and hydrocodone were also found in chris's system but again only at therapeutic levels but then he had massive levels of testosterone in his urine is that steroids then basically yeah basically yeah, yeah. basically and uh they said he kept passing like the wellness program in wwe which, which is, is horrible it makes yeah. it seem it's like it's flawed. not even yeah yeah if if that wellness check has has been actually you know, effective. Mm. There's there's so much wrestlers right now when they first in, instituted that that shouldn't even be allowed to be back anymore yeah. today. Yeah, I'm, 
Pop Jeff Hardy, probably one of them. Mom, Randy Mom, Orton, yeah. probably yeah. one of them. Goldberg, and definitely just... still just steroids. <laughs> <laughs> no I mean, one looks John like Cena. that at 58 or whatever he is. Yeah. John Cena, but, John Cena's huge. He's huge, yeah. He but it's big. the... That's the bad side of the business, you know, like those people, like, you know, we call them draws and Mm. sometimes, you know, like when money is involved and and that's part of the business, like they get a lot of merch sales and all that. A lot of times politics dictates that, Hey, we'll let you slide. Yeah. But what's your, what's your thoughts on steroids in wrestling? Because it's not a competitive sport. You can't gain a competitive advantage, but you can technically, I guess, gain an aesthetic advantage, which would in theory push you to the top of the card. All depends on how steroids affect the human brain. And I, mm. I'm, I'm not a scientist and I can't say whether it does cause the roid rage or mm. whether it does cause like mental issues, what obviously happened with Benoit and whatnot. If it, if you can quintessentially say that doesn't happen, then should be allowed because it's not a competitive environment in the same way that, you know, like a hundred meter sprinters. Are. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's but been a few wise. sprinters, aren't there? Like, Oh have... yeah. Lots of sprinters, mm. <laughs> lots of athletes in general. Mm-hmm. I don't personally like it. And I know and this is, I know you guys mentioned that uh, Stuart, you probably don't watch the recent wrestling, but pretty much Vince McMahon is starting to go back to uh, having the bigger guys dominate the landscape again. Yeah. So he's, know, he's got Bobby beat. Lashley back, right? Is he a champion yeah, now? Is, yeah, is, he's a, he's the WWE champion right now. He's useless. <laughs> <laughs> he can't talk worth a damn. He can't cut big. a promo. He's got a little. Uh, but he's big. He head. So, uh, you you know what you know what NXT is, right? Mm-hmm. So NXT is like kind of WWE's third brand. It's de- developmental per se. Um, pretty much Triple H kind of has that run run of that that stronghold of that promotion, I guess. And a lot of it is mostly smaller guys. Like you have your Adam Coles, you have your Finn Balor's, uh, the smaller technical wrestlers. Whereas to the main roster per se, you're right. You have your Bobby Lashley's, you have your Drew McIntyre's, Goldberg's, big dudes. Like they want to, Vince want to transition back to that huge guys. Yeah. And while meanwhile, like AEW, like has yeah. smaller guys. Like there's, I mean, there's a guy named Jungle Boy. He's probably like a hundred pounds soaking wet. <laughs> I've seen him. Yeah. What's the the guy who hangs around? Is it uh, what's he called? The really tiny Luchasaurus. No, no, the small dude, the tiny dude. Is it uh, yeah, Jungle Merka, Boy? Merka Stunt. Oh, um, Marco Stunt. Yes. yeah, yes, yes, yes. that guy's oh, funny. That's what I'm yeah. thinking of. That's what I'm thinking yeah. of, Marco Stunt. He's like four foot two. <laughs> Marco Stunt is smaller than Jungle Boy too, which is insane. <laughs> yeah. Man, uh, yeah, it's like I, I don't. Like, Who's that? Oh, there's another. Like, there's another dude there. Sorry, John. There's another dude who he wears like leather. A leather jacket is is terrible. Um, <laughs> for AEW, he's, he's really small and as well. Joey Janela. Oh, right. Oh, oh gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does yeah, he wear yeah. a leather jacket? Uh, I think he has done. Did they? I think they released him. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's not on the current roster. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he's not actually. Yeah, yeah, he did wear a leather jacket once upon a time, probably. Yeah, Joey Janela. That's him. Thank God for that. Took a while. (laughs) So it said as well. Did you know that um, Jr. was the only representative at the funerals from WWE? Oh, really? Yeah, and they they were like, "Get the the fuck out." Yeah, I suppose that. I suppose by that time they realized what had happened. 
Well, they just felt it was a work. Nancy's sister just thought it was a work, like show up, show your face. Yeah. Which basically it was. I don't think JR wanted to be there particularly. I probably, probably didn't know, not at all. But it Would also you? said, no, what the fuck? Exactly. Definitely. Not. I mean, I mean, for 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 the 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 kid and the wife, you probably would want to be there. Well, that's that's whose funeral is it? It was. Uh, yeah, he went to Nancy's and Daniel's. But and I think he got to. to no, no, no. That was a private ceremony. That was that right. Was okay. very, that was like literally his son, son David, and that that is poor from WWF in my standpoint because you at least want to show face for the family if anything. Yeah. Worse than that, though, mate, is that, like, they asked David, his eldest son, and that Sandra, which was Nancy's sister, mm-hmm. like, what support they got from WWE after, and they were like, none. Like, they never spoke to us ever. That shit. That's poor. With Vince, it doesn't surprise me, to be honest. No, not at all. He's a prick. Hmm. Unless you yeah, drive money at the time. That's why he's a billionaire, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. I really feel bad for his son, uh, what's his first son's name? David. David. If, if you watch, if you watch the documentary, my goodness, this guy is a striking resemblance yeah. of Benoit. Spit an image of him. Oh my gosh. Unfortunately. It's insane. But I did, I did watch a documentary a couple of years ago where he was like, I want to start wrestling and I want to wrestle as like Chris Benoit Jr. or something. Like oh. with the, sa- the same moves and everything. I was like, mate, come on. Mm, mate, yeah, yeah. It's, you can't it's do It's not going to work out for you. No. You're not that um, daft, I don't think. But yeah, that Chris Nowinski, he was a wrestler and he basically said that Benoit approached him once because he was doing loads of research about CTE and stuff. And he asked him how many times he'd had a concussion. And Benoit was like, I can't remember how many. I've had that many. And he, he said he tried to w- ring him a week later, but Benoit was having an argument and he yep. said, I'll ring you back, but he never did. And Nowinski said he was one of the only guys that would, you know, insist on taking chair shots to the back of the head, which is stupid. Yeah. And it is. Absolutely. That's why they don't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Even to the front of the head. I don't, unless don't it, unless head you got your, the, yeah, yeah, your hand you're, you're going to block it first, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fucked up, man. That's a fucked up story, that. It is. Like, wrestling fan or not, I know we've talked a lot about wrestling. If you're still here and you're not a wrestling fan, then fucking I'm hell. sorry. Yeah. Congratulations. But, <laughs> that, I mean, that's that's a deep story, man. I went through so many rabbit holes researching it just because I love wrestling, as we all yep. do. Yep. You, you click on one thing, then another thing, then another thing, then another thing. I suppose it's like anything if you like it. Mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah i tell you if, if all my episodes are about wrestling mate they'd all be about three hours long <laughs> <laughs> and like it took me like weeks to research this one episode because yeah. i just get yeah. my head in the sand just looking up like i'd yeah. start researching the wrestling then i'd end up fucking watching a video of like rick flair versus steamboat or something so have we got anything else to say about this case guys um the one thing i would sort of ask and sort of being devil's advocate how much is cte involved in this is it's it a lot. i think 100 mm-hmm. i think it's 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 that and it's eddie's death for me i think i think eddie's death yeah. is obviously the, the the straw that broke the camel's back but think about it this guy had the brain of a old age pensioner At with alzheimer's 
if he yeah. didn't have those issues with his brain, would the death of Eddie affected him as bad? That's true. That is very, very so true. I mean, because he obviously doesn't know how to handle his emotions and stuff. Yep. I think with the whole like CTE as well, I know a lot more studies and a lot more documentaries came to light. Uh, if you guys are familiar with the football player Aaron Hernandez, it's, kinda, yes, yeah. not, it's, it's not the same situation, but because his brain was so jacked up from all of the, the football collisions. Yeah. I mean, he, he pretty much committed a crime and then went to a game. Yes, he did, yeah. a whole season. I was going to say, didn't he finish the season? Yeah. He finished the whole season. Did he commit crimes in college and all sorts all the way through his career pretty much as well? Yeah. That's crazy, But I mean, man. football though, you've been playing your whole life pretty much since peewee football and on the dark side of the ring they think they uh, correct me if i'm wrong Stuart, they did say that's the only job that chris has ever had in his life mm-hmm. was yeah. a wrestler that's yeah. all he's been paid yeah. for in his life mm-hmm. yeah uh what about the sort of steroids aspect of it as well like the roid rage aspect of it as well is is there anything to do with that or do you think it's more to do with the ct i think that's the steroid stuff is more the media's vendetta against wrestling yeah Fair. yeah I agree. They're pushing that agenda to try and, like they always do, whenever a wrestler dies, steroids, rage, and all this, which obviously it happens, but Mm -hmm. if you look at the facts, I think it's pretty clear what happened. His best mate died. He's been hitting the head with a chair. He headbutts people for his life. And his his CTE was mental. Like On the scans they showed, it's basically like little black voids in the brain of compared to a normal yeah yeah he had them all over his brain man so alzheimer's and it's literally like your brain shrivels up 40 years old substance abuse we don't even talk about like the stress being on the road Mm -hmm. domestic issues that he had so so much so much factors like i've I've read so many wrestling books and it's you read these guys and the stories they tell and they're on the road like 360 days a year people think oh they're on tv once a week and they're on a pay-per-view once a month mate they were every night mate france england us yep. all over the us driving themselves driving. not in a plane yeah the whole no the sleep whole contract you know like the contractors thing what they've yeah. got going is, is you know wrong you, in so many levels you take uppers to stay awake you take downers to go to sleep drinking while driving and you know mm-hmm. while mad. drinking whilst on all sorts of pills you know like yeah. drinking on all sorts of depressants as well i thought the Crazy. film the the wrestler with mickey rock was yeah. really was really good yeah yeah i, I like that that, I, that portrayal of a indie wrestler mm-hmm. was really good like a fall from grace really good film. Yeah. it's a car it's a carny sport i mean it's mm-hmm. yeah it, it seems more hollywood now just because you know like you have the cenas and the rocks that went hollywood but it's not yeah. a glamorous job like it's mm. it's rough no nah, not for most of them so yeah. yeah absolutely right if you're not a big name it's a shitty shitty thing oh, to go, yeah. go through paid no- get paid nothing i was going to say it's ironic how nfl players have such a high volume of people getting concussions and stuff. Whereas in the UK, we kind of have this thing where the NFL is for like pussies because they wear so <laughs> much like armor. Whereas rugby, uh, yeah. rugby here is just you. <laughs> you might oh, wear yeah. a scrum hat uh, at best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I played rugby once and never again. Yeah. Same, same here actually. <laughs> just That's one more time than me. Fuck that. <laughs> I don't think I even lasted a whole game. I was like, oh, I got hit once. I'm done. Uh, done. Yeah. I've played as I'm much getting... rugby as I have NFL. I'm not getting paid, I'm not getting paid for this. <laughs> Why am I going to get hurt? I mean, 
Yeah, it's not that. I'm up for getting f- football. I'm up for getting heading out of the adult football game. Me, never mind playing rugby. <laughs> <laughs> Head height rule. That's what I want. Right. I think we'll wrap up, guys. But John, do you want to uh, remind everyone where we can find you for your new show? Sure. You can find me on. Uh, you can find me as well as my co-hosts Josh and Sean. We're on Reddit on Wiki. Uh, like I said earlier, we discuss things that we find on Reddit and Wikipedia. You can find us on social media. We're on Reddit on Wiki. That's R-E-D-D-I-T-O-N-W-I-K-I on Instagram and Twitter. And then you can find us wherever you can find your podcast. Sweet. I'll put some links in the episode description anyway. I'd ask the audience where they can find you, Dav, but I'll, I'd put in, <laughs> yeah, in, in no your dim, dimly lit bedroom playing football <laughs> manager. You can find him somewhere near the tracks because you, know, you can hear the rails over that's there. It, that's it, yeah. Near the train station. Sorry about that. Yeah, apologize about that. <laughs> But no, but, no way. Absolutely no way. Yeah, you can find me. I'll be honest, boys. No one's listening at this point. <laughs> <laughs> the three people I've actually managed this far. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> consumption rate is like... Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think I'll listen to it back this far. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to put it on unedited. <laughs> yeah. With a cut in the middle yeah. <laughs> when you went off. I'll edit that fuck up from where the internet went off. And I'll just, I'll just let it flow. Editing this, so, yeah. Right. I appreciate your time, guys, and you know, I'll be, you. I'll be back next week with. I don't know what order I'm going to do my off season in. This will probably be. I might do this first actually after my special. So, so curiosity, who are you doing? Um, like next, who's your sort of like more famous killer? Is this the one? Uh, I mean, this is quite well known. This is obviously international. My special, yeah. this one, is on the murder of a little girl. So that's going to be quite hard. Oh, okay. Um, but it's not my script. I've actually the script is provided by a podcaster we know called Fern. Um, oh. So yeah. I've paid her for that script. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my special's about that. I've had a few requests, mate. Someone wants me to do one on Peter Sutcliffe. Yeah. And yeah. someone wants me to do one on Shipman as well. Okay. So, but they'll be saved. Yeah. See why I do my show on Wikipedia now, so I don't pay anybody. Yeah, uh, first, first time I paid anyone, probably the last. So. <laughs> but yeah, now nah, it'll be probably Shipman or Sutcliffe, but that'll be end of season oh, nice. four. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, get a big this, this one's quite notorious. Mm-hmm. Couple of film reviews. I'm going to do start doing these ten minute film reviews as well. You know, of like shit horror films. But like, well, uh, sorry, The Evil Dead which I actually listened to earlier today. Well, the, yeah, that that would be more of a mainstream one that I would say okay. for a, a guest episode or a collab, but I'm talking films like Llamageddon, about a killer Oh, I watched that. I watched that the other day. What yeah. a fucking awful film that is. <laughs> I did a 10-minute episode on it. <laughs> and I'm going to drop that soon. I'm going to start doing them on yeah. shit films like that. Yeah, yeah. what, yeah, so what that, I, I don't even know what, what happened in that film. Did you find it funny though? It was funny, but it was fucking god awful as well. I need to see this shit now. Ah, oh, done. Yeah. It's on, I uh, love bad films. It's on Amazon Prime. Our Amazon Prime, anyway. It's called Llama Geddon. It's oh about this god. killer llama from outer space who's got like <laughs> red eyes and shoots lasers out of it Jesus and stuff. Christ. The best bit for me though is from a point of view shop, he starts having a fight with this guy and it's. <laughs> And it's going, and it's literally like a walking stick with fur on it. <laughs> literally. 
Jesus. Terrible. It, it's not good. Thought it was a masterpiece. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Yeah, 10 out of 10. But yeah, that's it for another episode. Until next time. Cheerio. Cheerio. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>